Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. All right, and it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris hey. here with Charles. What's going on, man? hey Lots of things happening. How was your week? My week was crazy. Crazy busy, huh? It was we crazy. About it. Uh, Tuesday, I ended up getting busted uh, in Central Mexico for smuggling uh, 15 pounds of Cheerios. Oh, my God. Yep. They put me in prison. Why, and were, then you, why were you smuggling Cheerios? 15 pounds of Cheerios. Which is, you know, Cheerios is so light. 15 pounds That's is like a whole carload. That's quite a bit. Yeah. I was smuggling across. I was trying to get across the border with 15 pounds of Cheerios. <laughs> they stopped me. They imprisoned me. I befriended multiple thugs. Those thugs and I ended up forming a coalition, if you will. <laughs> we fought our way through prison. We wound up in San Diego. Wow. I worked for two days at a fast food joint for a little while under the name Juan Pablo. And then I, uh, I finally found myself a little small house. And I rented it for a day. No kidding. And then uh, some people came over and they felt bad for me and they they gave me a um, they gave me a car and I came back up here. But on my way, I ran into all kinds of adventures and Dude. hijinks and I ran wow. into Large Marge. Oh and, yeah, yep. from Pee Wee's Great Adventure. Yep, Large Marge. She said, or "Tell them Large Marge sent you." And I ended up uh, I ended up uh, helping a prison inmate getting across the border by dressing up like a woman. Um, and then I wound up wow. back here. Just about five minutes all, ago. All in a week. All in a week. It was I, that. I just kind of hung out. I, oh, I didn't it. really do nothing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's just as that's just as crazy as my week. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. That's cat. Not, the cat did some stuff. Threw up. Yeah. That's a, we're on the same level. I mean, that's about it. Look at us. Right. Living that life. Living that wild that, life. Living right? that wild life. <laughs> Speaking of that, Rock News Weekly time. So let's get to it. It's the week of August twenty second, twenty twenty two, guys. Who knew? Who knew? 82222. 82222. Oh, 82222. Yeah. Crazy, I, huh? I'm, I must have missed February 2nd. I didn't realize that. Fe- or uh, February 22nd? Or February 22nd. Oh, yeah, my I, God. I think I missed it. Yeah, we missed that crazy day. I didn't even realize it. We survived. Yeah. It could have been a, one of those days, you know, like in the Mayan calendar. Yeah. 22222. And we we all live to tell the tale. You you never know. It's it's entirely possible that at exactly two twenty two p.m. on two on two twenty two twenty two, everybody had to take a dump. They had to take a number two, huh? That was that wow. Was, at that moment, everybody had to. Not only that, they had to take two, <laughs> two sequential <laughs> dumps, two sequential dumps. Right. Yep. The magic of two twenty two. Well, some interesting topics this week. Not a whole lot, but some interesting ones. Uh, Season 4, Episode 32, we're talking about Jane's Addiction reuniting with its original bass player, Eric Avery, Mm. after over 10 years. Alice in Chains releasing the 30th anniversary edition of their legendary album, Dirt. Mark Hoppus saying he's opened all all possibilities with Blink. The official Ronnie James Dio documentary is coming out. Uh, And, of course, this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia. Weekly WTF, so much more. Everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com. $3.99 $3.99 a month. You guys can support us. Anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. 
We're also on, of course, Google Podcasts, Amazon Audible. Check us out however it's convenient for you. Follow us on Twitch to get notified when we go live, usually every Friday around 8.30 or 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. For all you guys that tune in uh, just on the audio podcast, try out the uh, Twitch channel sometime. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I, I think I think you guys might dig it. Um, yeah. It's different, and, it, and you guys can chat with us uh, and interact with us live, uh, so check it out. Yeah, I, I had a buddy who... Uh, like listen to the podcast and uh, um on mondays you know because it's like for his you know his commute to work and and, and shit right. and, yep and then he was like just just for the hell of it he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna check you guys out on friday um it was like you know random nine o'clock on a friday like nothing was going on so he put us in the background and he said it was just it was awesome he just threw us on a tv and he yep just, yeah he said i had a good time yeah so we appreciate you guys tuning in and checking it out uh even just a couple of you every week uh, it all adds up, and we all appreciate you guys. That's right, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> look at all these albums. Look at Wow, look at that. All these heavy band names like Conan and Holding Absence and Alpha Wolf. Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, Conan. Or Yeah. Silver Sun Pickups. Silver Sun Pickups. <laughs> <laughs> Pistol all... sit down. Pistol sit down. Pistol sit down in those Russian circles. Um, Gnosis. Okay, so Alpha Wolf has a new album out. Conan. Oh. Crown. Conan? Dead, Dead City Ruins. I didn't De- know Conan was doing music. I know. Conan the Barbarian? Yeah. He's a, he's a lounge singer now. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually, he just kind of <laughs> just sings show tunes. It's just every single song is named Crumb. <laughs> every single song. Devil Driver's got a new album out. Five Finger Death Punch's right. uh, new album is out. Hammer King. <gasps> High Lung. Nice. High Lung. High Lung. Uh, holding Absence, I Prevail, Orthodox, oh. Pelican, Pistols at Dawn, Russian Circles. I was listening to that actually today. Oh, okay. It's really good. It's a, a heavy instrumental stuff. Uh, Russian Circles, their new album is Gnosis, and uh, it's pretty pretty awesome if you guys are a fan of I'll, that kind of instrumental heavy stuff. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I know he's probably going to listen to this a couple of episodes from now because he usually catches up, but I bet you anything my buddy Kevin Ruff likes Russian circles. They're great. He's really into that super technical heavy stuff, like really kind of like really kind of crazy super talented technical heavy. Yeah, he'd heavy dig him. I think he'd dig him. Yeah. Um then we got new stuff from Silver Sun Pickups, Six by Six, Soil Work, Spite, Spirit Adrift, and Thunder Mother. Thunder Mother. Those are the guys that actually replaced White Snake on that Scorpions tour. Oh really? And I was like, who the hell are Thunder Mother? And yeah. So they got a new album out, so I don't know. Check it out. It's called Black and Gold. They have a song called Here I Go Again with You Too. With your mother? With your mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With your mom. Here I go again with your mom. That's a good one. It is. Um, all right. So did you guys hear about the schedule that's coming out for the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert? Ooh. This is how we all can watch it. So this is kind of neat. Check this out. On Saturday, September 3rd, you guys can watch as early as... Okay, so let me see our time. 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here in California. And then that's like British Standard Time is 4.30 p.m. You can watch on Paramount Plus. That's for the U.S. only. Okay. MTV YouTube channels. That's globally. And then Pluto TV. I've never heard of them, but that's an international thing. Oh, all right. London On Demand through Paramount Plus. Pluto TV, 
Um, there's a one-hour London special mm. on CBS for the U.S. Saturday, September 3rd at 9 p.m. Eastern, so that's 6 p.m. our time on the West. Okay. And then uh, pretty awesome. So Nice. MTV Entertainment Latin America is also doing it on September 3rd. I didn't even, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even know MTV still existed. I know. I, and I'm shocked. I'm surprised that they're actually featuring music. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I guess, uh, you know, for something like this, maybe they finally, uh, oh, well, now we'll play some music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool, though. Taylor that Hawkins, is. Uh, tribute concert, that's going to be awesome. I love it. <clears throat> uh, Saturday, September 3rd, coming up in less than two weeks. Nice. So check that out. Mark it down. I'll Mark remind you guys down, down uh, when that happens this week, uh, that week. Uh, kicking it off with some kind of sad and crazy news. I don't have an update on this. I didn't see it today uh, on the dude's condition, if he's all right. Uh, but this Motley Crue fan was injured after falling from an upper balcony oh. at the Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis during the band's concert there on Tuesday. According to reports, Motley Crue is about 45 minutes into their set in the middle of performing Looks the Kill when the incident happened. Police said officers assisted the person and they were awake and breathing at the time but there's no update on his condition. Wow. TMZ released the video, and it looks like people standing around him and uh, surrounded by a puddle of blood. Um, wow. So, and he was motionless, Brutal. basically. wasn't moving. I have a video. Um, it doesn't show the actual incident happening, just kind of the aftermath. Oh, yeah. People were saying it was kind of crazy that Motley Crue was never informed by the staff or the venue or the security uh, that, that it happened. Oh, so did they just, they kept, just playing? kept playing? They just kept playing, and you'll oh, see wow. in the video... I'll show you guys. Um, it's kind of crazy. I mean, how many people are going to fall in a Motley Crue concert? Vince? I, I know. Vince was falling, uh, what was it, not too long ago. Not too long ago, he fell off stage. Fell off the stage? Yeah. Um, all right, so we got this. Check it out. Here it is. Oh yeah, they oh it's really far. They wouldn't be able to tell. Right. So for yeah. people that are listening, the where it happened, it's actually like really far from yeah. the stage. It's off like back in the far and left. The nosebleeds. So yeah. check out like how how far up though. Look at what I was uh, kind of noticing. How far up and vertical these seats are. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. Look at how far up and vertical that was. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I've I've been to shows like that. I've they have to, like a little glass, like that. little glass barrier that you could jump over. Yeah. And look at how far down it is. That's yeah. like a 20, 30 foot drop. Oh, right? it is. It is. And that's what happened with this guy. And then he slammed into the glass barrier that's down there. I remember going to a show one you time. You see him right there. God, yeah, that's out, horrible. And that cowboy guy is kind of standing over him. Yeah, he's giving him his last rides. Poor guy. Damn, look at that. He's totally unconscious. I would hate for my last music to be Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this, right? Looks a kill. Yeah, so I don't know what the cowboy dude is doing. He's just like, he's just standing over him. He's like somebody's grandpa. Like, I know what to do. This girl's telling that guy in the background, she's like, she was pointing up there. She's like, watch. Her boyfriend in the tie-dye comes. Yeah. And she tells him what happened. Watch, look. It's like, what should I do, babe? Right here. Look at he jumped from down there. Yeah. 
He said, looks the kill, and he just jumped. That's it. He said, I love you, Vince, and then he <laughs> flew. I it's, it's, I it's, hope he's okay. I hope he's okay, too. I just, like, Fuck. I've been... I've. I've been up in those crazy vertical seats where I'm like actually a little skittish and I'm like in a chair and I'm I'm like, ooh, that's like a fucking drop. I like know, if right? I was to get lightheaded, I, I would just topple right over. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often in some of those shows. I mean that one dome that we were looking at, the Vegas oh dome at the last episode, it's that that does seventeen thousand people. That one looks like it's gonna be like a, a very it looks vertical. looks pretty crazy too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Um, all right, so let's get back to it. So hopefully that dude is all right. Yeah. He hey. might even be a fan of the show. If you're listening right now, man, hey, get better. Get better and get get well soon. Get better, motherfucker. All right, look at this big, massive box <laughs> set from Alice in Chains. Oh, I love this album so much. I ordered oh uh, the vinyl. I ordered just the regular vinyl, but I... Oh I my was God. damn tempted to get this box set. I gotta how, tell you, how much is it? The box set's two fifty. Woo! It, but they they have some pretty cool things like this little uh, record topper. Look uh, at it's that! The, it's the girl from the front of the album cover. Yeah. And it's like this record topper that sits on your vinyl records. And then they have all five of the singles. Oh my God! Uh, pressed on seven inches. They have posters from the era, replica posters. Oh my uh, they god! They have tour laminates, unreleased photos, some imagined art, reimagined artwork, the CD, double vinyl. Then this box that it all comes in. Get this, it has metal shavings on it, and I think you can either use this topper or something is magnetic, and the it moves. the The cover moves with the metal shavings. No. Yeah, and it's like this like metal shaving box that you can move around with. Wow. And I was like, man, that is really cool. That's beautiful. It's it got also, a book. Yeah, it comes with a book, like an eighty-page hardcover book, a uh, set cool. list from the era. Man, um, it's just such a awesome. good, such a good album. Down in a hole, them bones, rooster, angry oh. chair, and wood. Those were the singles. And God, then, oh my! I mean, God. it was almost like every track on that album was. I love down fantastic. in a hole too, man. Oh, them bones. I, I, I love all that stuff. Uh, I still, I still to this day, I still listen to um, Alice in Chains unplugged like oh, yeah. frequently. That's, the, that's a jam, man. It's probably like the best unplugged. It's uh, great. Of all of them. It's just, I, I, I would even say like everyone would say that Nirvana unplugged is like the best, but I would say that the Alice in Chains yeah, that's is probably unplugged my is favorite probably too. Yeah. And Nutshell. Oh my oh, God. Oh yeah. But one's... just, I remember, so I was, I was 12 going on 13 when this album was released and it was, it was Alice in Chains Dirt. It was uh, Metallica's Black Album. It was Pearl Jam 10, um, and not long after this, it wasn't that long about after this that um, that Tool Undertow came out. Oh yeah, and like in '93, and Killer, I remember '92, right? '93 was like, I remember just being like, just going into my teenage years, going, oh my god, like I know, like I had just discovered Pretty Hate Machine that came out like not long before this, um, in '91, and so I was just starting to kind of get into music my sister was getting me into ministry and then like all of a sudden like alice in chains pops out and i'm like what is this what is this? they were totally like, different right it just to it totally changed my whole musical perspective um it, it was amazing killer stuff man yeah. so it's out um, great album it's coming on september 23rd i heard that walmart has a variant that i'm interested into it's a oh, okay it's a cherry red 
vinyl variant uh, that's going to be a limited pressing as well. I got the black vinyl. The translucent orange was sold out. Uh, it's only available in the box set now. Um, so, But you can still get the regular black vinyl. Um, and it's never been pressed on vinyl before. Oh. This, this was an album that, you know, was the time of CDs, a lot of those bands weren't pressing albums on vinyl, you know? Yeah. And it was never released on vinyl, so now it's on, released for the first time. Uh, so pretty cool. Do we have an email address? Um, yeah, it's um, rocknewsweekly at gmail.com. Oh, okay. Now you guys know our email address. So email Chris yeah. that you want to buy this <laughs> and supply us with it, and we'll rock it. One, if, you, if you do it, we'll I rock wish. it one day during the podcast, and we'll give you I, a shout-out. You know, out. I was that close to doing it just even for, like, content on my – I start looking at stuff now, like for content on my U- on my not my YouTube, but my Twitch channel. Yeah. For uh, and this kind of stuff will be great for it. Like yeah. we could do it on this channel too. Do you ever plug your Twitch channel on on this podcast? Yeah, I mean not not too much uh, for my gaming and uh, some of the other stuff that I do music and but yes, Twitch.tv/audioyoda. Nice. If you guys want to check check out my personal Twitch yep. channel, give me a like and a follow. Stop by. Twitch.tv slash Audio Yoda. Yeah, so. Yeah, and I listen to, on my way home from work, I listened to you play Fair Inoculum, which was yeah. pretty dope. I, I got the album yeah. um, for the first time on vinyl, and I did the whole thing on my Audio Yoda channel, and I played all, all the album sides, and I show all the stuff and the vinyl, and it's pretty neat. So, yeah. Oh, if yeah. If you guys are interested in that kind of stuff, check it out. I also do gaming and whatever. Um, all right, so more rock news, though. Jane's Addiction reuniting with their original bass player, Eric Avery. All right. He seems to have reunited uh, with the band on good terms. There are pictures and video of him playing with Perry Farrell on his and Jane's Addiction's official social media accounts. The caption of his post is, It's on. The band apparently with Avery will kick off their 32-date tour with Smashing Pumpkins October 2nd in Dallas. All right. They created Jane's Addiction in 1985, Eric Avery and Perry Farrell. They went their separate ways in the early 90s when the band started getting big. Oh, yeah. And for the past 20 years, Chris Chaney has largely been the band's bass player, except for uh, when Eric Avery stepped in every now and then. So uh, Eric Avery is probably the one that came out with that iconic bass riff. For coming down the mountain. Yeah. Which is a, a mountain which, song. Mountain song. That's it. Mountain song. That's a fucking awesome song. I like song. coming down the mountain, too. Yeah, I coming like coming down, down the mountain. Coming down the mountain, mountain when she comes. She'll be coming down the mountain when she comes. I like that one, too. <laughs> That's also a James Addiction song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Porno for Pyro song. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right, some more rock news. Check this out. Uh, this these is, guys. This is a picture I, I looked up. It's from the last time they were together as Blink-182, which oh, was okay. quite a little bit ago, as you could tell. They all look pretty young. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Hoppus, he's recently uh, cancer-free, and he says he's open to all possibilities for Blink-182 reunion. They kind of asked him point-blank point uh, better about it, and he said during his Ill- illness, Travis Barker and Tom DeLonge, uh, the two of them got along a little bit better. They kind of all they got together for the first time in five years, and they all kind of like reunited and had a good talk you know and yeah aliens and and he said quote about their relationship it's actually better than it used to be there were no lingering grudges it felt very back to what it should be three friends sitting in a room nice 
So, That's cool. Yeah, sounds really cool. Yeah. I, I'm not a big Blink-182 fan. I think, actually, when they played at Aftershock, uh, I think we left. I know. <laughs> but uh, but Mark Coppice... Because it wasn't the original lineup. Yeah. It had yeah. Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio. Yeah. And that's not worth seeing. I, would, I wouldn't pay money necessarily to go see this, but if they were there at Aftershock with this original lineup, I might see a song or two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. It would be cool to, to kind of cheer on Mark Hoppus. Yeah, uh, just to see him doing, yeah, doing his thing. Yeah. And then, Tom uh, DeLonge is like uh, You could throw, hey, you know what the there. good thing with uh, Travis Barker, we could maybe throw a kumquat or a plum at uh, the Kardashians on the oh. side of the stage. Oh, that's true. We could find her, we see her. We could do that. We could do that. Right there, you know. Yep. Boom. Real, yes, but just pop that, her right in the face. That's one for you. Yeah. One more plastic Speaking surgery. Speaking of getting popped in the face, uh, Ozzy says Jimmy Page blew off his request to play on his new album. Aww. So he got Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton on there. Yeah. He wanted to get all the original Yardbirds, and, and Jimmy Page was the only holdout. Uh, and so he was talking Man. about it with Metal Hammer, and Ozzy said... Quote, I don't even know if he plays anymore, but I thought getting Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, and Jimmy Page meant having the greatest guitars on the planet. Yeah. But I yeah. never heard from him. Maybe he'd lost his phone or something. Uh, <laughs> I, maybe. Or maybe Ozzy was just shakily, like, texting, like, uh, Courtney Love. You think he was just... calling him at, like, 2 a.m.? Yeah, yeah like, probably. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Want to do something? Like, what, maybe play do? some music? Yeah. Fuck, Ozzy, it's like 2 a.m., man. What are you fucking talking about? Hey, just meet me down on the pond. Just bring your ukulele and come in a toga. Come be my Mr. Crowley. <laughs> well, yep. Jimmy Page didn't want anything to do with it. Oh, well. Ah, Jimmy Page. She missed bad. out, man. There's a lot of kick-ass people guest It guest sounds like, on honestly, it's probably his best solo album in a while. Yeah. Um, <gasps> Dio, Dio's Dio! new documentary. Uh, it's Dio! called... Dreamers Never Die. Dreamers Never Die. It's running in cinemas globally for two days only, September 28th and October 2nd. Um, it says, <clears throat> uh, it kind of describes the movie. It says, uh, goes from Elf, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, replacing Ozzy and Sabbath, and, you know, cementing his rock star status with his own band, Dio. They have interviews from Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, uh, wow. Glenn Hughes, Vinnie Apice, Lita Ford, Rob Halford, Sebastian Bach, Eddie Trunk, Jeez. and Jack Black. And Jack Black. He's in it. Um, D uh, Ronnie James Dio was the first one to coin the devil horns, right? That's right. Well, he says his mom said it was uh, an old, like, Romanian thing or an old thing from his yeah. from the past. And the way that she would do it, like, kind of point like this a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's Should where it, that's where it came from. Yeah. That's where it came from. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, this was interesting. Derek Wibley from Sum Forty One sold all the rights to his music. Oh, okay. Just sold his whole catalog. I mean, yeah, whatever. A lot of people are doing it. They were saying that this Harbor View Equity Partners, these yeah. companies that are doing it, they have forty artists that they bought, like Brad Paisley, Dr. Dre. Um, Lu Luis Fonsi, Lady A, a bunch of people have sold the rights to their already published music. Yeah. And they're free to make new music, but they sell the rights to their, like, already published stuff. Which I is mean, David Crosby did it. Remember? He did? Like, yeah, so did uh, Bob Dylan, right? A lot of people, yeah. yep. 
Yep. All right, so we got some birthdays to get to. Oh, before we do birthdays, yeah. can we do a commercial? Yeah, let's do a commercial. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, you know what? I've been I've been thinking a whole lot for whatever reason about classic movies, and I know that there's a new one coming out soon about a protagonist, if you will, with a very mangled face. Ah, I know exactly with the commercial some, to play. Absolutely. All right, let's I heard do it. Slipknot is actually airing this uh <laughs> this movie before their next show. And now a message from one of our sponsors. New York City, 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy. Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before. My God! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boss? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as hamburger man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchmen. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight greasy. Tedley Sweeney do as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberbatch as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning. <coughs> Santa Maria, you're ugly. <laughs> Santa Maria. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie. I can't wait. I don't know if it's ever going to come out. (laughs) I heard the budget just... I heard uh, Tildy Sweeney Dude doesn't even want to do it anymore. Dude, Tildy Sweeney Dude, she's been asking for a lot of money lately. Yeah, she wants a lot. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to happen. And that signature line, my God. Yeah, she wants that trademark. Yeah, she wants the trademark. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. All right, so let's get to it. Some birthdays. Rock News birthdays. Yes. So let's get to it.
That's right. You tell him, Charles. You tell him, Charles. Take it away. I will take it away. Ian Gillen. <laughs> Ian Gillen. Ian Gillen. That's a nice Last of the Mohican shirt he's got on. I know, right? Uh, he's the lead singer of Deep Purple. He's the former lead singer of Black Sabbath. Uh, he is 77 years old, and in this picture, he looks like he's about to do a commercial uh, for some um, arthritic condition mm. uh, medication. Right. He does. He Zel looks like he's Zeltresta. He looks like he's forgotten his lyrics. He looks oh, like he's mid. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You, what's the words then? Like we're gonna do a cover of my old school band Black Sabbath. I know Ozzy does this one, but uh, here we go. Generals gathered <laughs> in there. Something. With something. Look at this guy. <laughs> John Deacon. Oh God, look at John Deacon. John Deacon looks like every angrish, angry, angrish, angrish. I was gonna say every angry British man in a British crime drama. I know. That's trying to hide the murder of his son. He looks like a, a old gym coach. He does. That is constantly disappointed at everyone in his class. He is the he is the badass bassist for Queen in '71, and he had a a, a, a big old uh, head of hair back in '71, and now he looks like the grandpa from Up. Smoke <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Sands the glasses. He looks like um who's that damn actor? Um Gene Hackman. Oh, he does look like, he, like, like a like an angry Gene Hackman. An angry British Gene yeah. Hackman. Yeah, he's like fucking How do you, you go from that fro to that though, right? He's, he's about to go sail. He's about to go sail around the world. <laughs> and he's he's got his little ship. He's got a little San Francisco uh <laughs> Tour, tourist fleece. I'm in San Francisco smoking a I cigarette. I bought this at the whale watching event my wife <laughs> took me for my 80th birthday. I'm about to go oh, fight my way through the seven seas. Uh, Robert Plant, former lead singer of Led Zeppelin. He is 74, and if this is a recent picture. Robert yeah. Plant looks great. It is. He looks it's, great. It's one of the more recent ones that I could find. Yeah, he looks great. Robert Plant looks looks awesome. Uh, James Penko. <laughs> hey, look at James Abanko. He's the trombonist. He's the trombonist. Walk, 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 walk. For Chicago. Use a plunger for that. <laughs> he's 75. He looks pretty good, too. He's, I know, he's, he's rocking, he's man. A, he's got an interesting fashion sense, but he looks pretty good. Yeah, well, he is in Chicago. Joey Tempest. He's the lead singer of Europe. He is 59, baby. Look at him with that. He's got all, like he's not wearing a shirt. Under, oh my God, he's wearing the Pick of Destiny. Dude, he's got the Pick of Destiny. Is it? It's the Pick of Destiny. He's wearing it. Yep, nice. Absolutely. He's a. Uh, he looks like he could be like a singer from the band ABBA. I know. It looks like kind of a. Like he could just be singing the like the lamest note right there. Yeah. <laughs> so why I just yeah. <laughs> Serge Tonkin! Oh, Serge Tonkin! He is 55. I can't make fun of Serge Tonkin because he is like my hero. Like he's 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 up there with some of the greatest uh, vocalists and songwriters of probably of of our generation. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely. amazing. Uh, he is perpetually happy. It seems like. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, Glenn Hughes. He's 
Glenn Hughes is baked out of his goddamn mind. Oh, this hey, what are you talking about then? Yeah, he's a former singer and bass player of Deep Purple, Black Sabbath. He's 71. Disputed. <laughs> wait, hold on. That's, and the only reason why that's disputed is because he's like, wait. He doesn't remember. Wait, I'm 71? And what then he's it? like, wait, what year is it? And he's like, what did you give me? Oh, okay. That was a combination of uh, of some pot and bleach, and yeah, that's right. great. Some, I feel good. Some, some bleach soaked pot. I'm real happy, mm. man. What's going on with my life, man? Dirk Lance, real name Dirk Lance. Dirk Lance is for Dirk Lance's real name is Alex Katunich. Yeah. Um, right. he's the former bassist of Incubus, and I didn't realize he was their former bassist. And um, I also didn't realize he was only 46. So yeah, uh, that would mean that those guys, when Incubus... So I, I, I was listening to Incubus around the age of 18, 19. So that would mean that those guys are only a couple years older than me. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. This is before Brandon Boyd grew the giant porn mustache. <laughs> which is very interesting. Uh, Dennis Elliott, former drummer, a foreigner... Uh, Dennis Elliott looks uh, again. He looks like some geriatric dude. They just <laughs> mistakenly pulled, and he's like, "What are these hey, drumsticks? You told me I could come out here and play what, these. Yeah, what do wow. I do with these? What do I do with these?" He like, starts hitting them. No, and it sounds good. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. These are drumsticks. Uh, he's seventy-two years young, baby. Seventy-two Look years. At, I <laughs> <see>. <laughs> Oh, man. There was some photos oh. of this guy that this was the choicest one. Dude. There was some good ones, though. Oh, my God. There was God. one where it looks like a pirate. I should find that other one, too. Okay, so I have to say, for our podcast listeners, you are really missing out for not look, look like watching this. This shit is awesome. Ron Strykert, guitarist of Men at Work, 65, Disputed. It's disputed. Let, let, let me tell you a little bit about Ron Stryker. Oh Not only God. is his last name, does his last name mean that he's part of Slytherin, but he looks like he's a Slytherin warlock under Lord Voldemort. Like he looks like he has like a like a sneaky, pesky, rotten tooth child that's like <laughs> always makes fun of Harry Potter. But you look at him and you're like, wow, that guy is gonna grow up to be horribly ugly. That's that's Ron uh, Stryker. He also looks like any 80s villain from any yeah, RoboCop movie yeah, or... Yeah, like a, a RoboCop diehard, yeah. but he also oh, yeah. looks like a pirate. He does kind of look like a pirate. He's got, he's got Without some... Without the bandana. He needs to like start and put some cucumbers over those eyes, baby. <laughs> you got you got to start waking up with a nice little ice bath under there. But, you know, he is a fan of the show, so... Yeah, he's a big fan. We love you, Ron. <laughs> I love Steve Smith. Oh, look at me. Steve. Oh, you ever seen him play? Yeah. Like this? You ever seen me playing? I'm looking at you while I'm playing. I'm looking over here. You see that? I'm looking this way while I'm playing this way. Uh. That's Steve Smith. He is the drummer for Journey from 1979 to 1985. He is 68, and at one point in time, he was the lead character in a little show called Blues Clues. <laughs> that is not true. That is <laughs> not true. Uh, John Stamos. He, oh, look at John Stamos. I didn't know he played drums. Yeah, he played drums for the Beach Boys. No way. Yeah. And no shit. There's a legendary episode of the Full House. You know when they go to Hawaii? Yeah. And the Beach Boys are there. He's playing with them, and he like, 
comes off the stage and he brings them on the stage and they have like this fun time and he actually played with them in real life for their no tour way. in the late 80s and the early 90s. He, uh, actor, full house, also played drums to the Beach Boys. He's he's only 59. He looks great. Isn't that crazy? He looks great for 59. All right, so let's uh, get to this week in rock and roll history trivia. Let's awesome. get to it. Right. Yeah, baby. Time for this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia. Charles. Yes. In 1974, this week. This week. Having already debuted at a private party, this band played their first public gig. It takes place at CBGB in New York City, CBGB. which would become the band's home base. What band was it? Was it A, the Sex Pistols, B, the New York Dolls, C, the Ramones, or D, David Crosby's Streets of New York, a Broadway-style play. David Crosby and his Peruvian parakeet with a plate full of cocaine, a stray dog, and a transient man soaked in urine, preaching the good word on a box of yams. Back when that was the norm. <laughs> you used to see that yeah, all the time. That's why it was a Broadway-style play. It was like a very common thing in New York to yeah. see that, right? Everywhere you go, uh, David Crosby and his Peruvian parakeet uh, and you know what? A plate full of cocaine, inflation has really fucked up this economy. <laughs> you know what plate has gone up? Yeah, yams, like five bucks. No one's standing on a box of yams no anymore. One. In fact, you those know what? are those are worth a ton of money. Dude, yams are more expensive than cocaine now. <laughs> they yams have the cocaine inside of them. That's how they get them in. That's how they get them. Uh, you know. That's how they get you. They got all those. They got all those probiotics and, and yams, antioxidants and cocaine candy yams. Of, they're they're. It's like no wonder why yams are an upper. No wonder why yams are an upper. Uh, so I'm gonna go with. Uh, I would love to go with David Crosby, Streets of New York, Broadway style play. David Crosby and his crew in Parakeet. But I'm gonna go with the Ramones. Ramones. Yep. That would be a good guess to guess because it was their home base. Ah! Yes, CBGB, there they are. CBGB. There's a picture of them like right around that era. Look at what it says, too. It says CBGB and it says, oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking God. Uh, underneath it. Yep, and a little tiny club, and it became the band's home base in this week in 1974. Mm. So there you go. Yep. Uh, more trivia for you guys. This week in 1975, one That's year later, this musician announced he's leaving the band he co-founded to start a solo career. Who was it that left? Was it A, Ozzy Osbourne, mm. B, Peter Gabriel, mm. C, Roger Waters, or was it D, David Cocaine Calamity Crosby, leaving his short-lived sci-fi-inspired band and direct ripoff of David Bowie's Spiders from Mars. Mm. It was David... Crosby and the cocaine tarantulas of Pluto. Oh yeah. That wasn't a very that wasn't a very good band. I don't yeah, no. that, that didn't last very long. But it was I think it, that's why he broke off and did the solo thing. It was a it, it became a Cronenberg film. <laughs> did it? It I became did, a Cronenberg. I didn't know that. Yeah, it did. He did uh, Naked Lunch and then he yeah, did he did that one. And then Cocaine Calamity. Cocaine Calamity. <laughs> the cocaine tarantulas of Pluto. That sounds yeah. like actually a David Corman movie from like the 60s like a oh, low yeah. low budget sci-fi film big time where you like you zoom you zoom in on a regular spider and you're like ah 
and you have people. Oh, that's great. Right. Yeah. And you have like big felt things like yeah. off of the camera side that are just attacking like, you. Just boom, <laughs> boom. That's all it's doing. Boom. Just like hitting them. <sighs> David Cocaine Calamity Crosby, living in a short-lived sci-fi inspired band. Direct ripoff of David Bowie's Spiders from Mars with David Crosby and the Cocaine Dragons Pluto. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Hey. Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, I would go with David Crosby, but that that happened in 1976. I think you might have should you should have went with David Crosby. It was actually Peter Gabriel. What? He was announcing this week in 1975 that he's leaving Genesis to pursue a solo career. Okay. Saying as quote, as an artist, I need to absorb a wide variety of experiences. It's difficult to respond to intuition and impulse within the long-term planning the band needed. All right. So there you go. Uh, uh, Peter Gabriel was awesome. Yeah, and he sounded like he honestly just wanted to be more spontaneous yeah. and do different stuff. And That's cool. Probably felt uh, confined to Genesis. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Crow Milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crow's eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it, it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know? And it truly gives you that it truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you it you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that I don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it, <laughs> drink it, and and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So thank you, crow. Milk. Movie TV entertainment news this, this week. thought this was kind of funny. Kenan Thompson, yeah. he uh, tweeted out this photo of them, and he's like, what's up with the sequel? He said, um, so uh, he made an Instagram post about it, and then Jimmy Fallon asked him, he's saying, are you saying that Good Burger 2 is happening? And Fallon said, uh, Thompson replied, I would like to. We're working harder on it than ever. So it's about meeting the numbers, letting them numbers match up, because I need them numbers. I need them numbers. Right. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. To me, I was looking at it like this was one of the weakest offerings around that time. To yeah, me. like I never even watched this more than once. No, to me, it's not like a cult favorite. Yeah, it was really kind of weak. But La- I don't know. What do you think about Lalo it? Lalo liked it, but that was when he was around like maybe ten, and I think it appealed to that that audience yeah. between the ages of like nine and thirteen. I know, right? But it, it didn't have like a whole lot of appeal to right. anybody afterwards. I I don't think it would necessarily connect with an audience even that young today. I think yeah. like people people um, around the age of like maybe mid thirties that or like low thirties that actually watched this when it came out. Would probably watch it just to see it, and then just but just once. That's I think so. What would happen? You're probably right. Yeah, but Keenan um, Thompson's awesome. So I don't have a lot of shit to talk about Keenan. No, he's, he's awesome. awesome. He is great. Yeah. Um, news from around the world, and then we got uh, this corpse flower Ooh. blooming for the first time that we're gonna get to, and I'm gonna show you the video of the time lapse oh, yeah. video. Oh, you yeah. guys got to see this corpse flower. Stick around. Corpse flower. That was the death metal band. I know, band. right? That was my yeah. college death metal band, Corpse Flower. Um, streaming is now bigger than cable, so I wanted to yep. ask you what you thought about this. Uh, do you uh, do you still do cable? No. Oh uh, yeah. 
Uh, no. Because even, even though we have Xfinity, we do Xfinity Stream. Ah. So we still have, like... So you don't do the cable box? No. And we, do you have just the internet? We just have internet, yeah. Just and, and for a long time. I haven't had a cable box... Oh, man. Probably about 15 years. Right. Maybe longer. Okay. So yeah. what are your top things for uh, streaming uh, that for you guys use? For me, I don't have a whole lot of time to watch anything. No, not anything. you. Your family. Um, Daisha, believe it or not, like uh, Daisha watches. Um, it's like the British version of PBS. Oh and there's yeah, like yeah. A whole streaming channel called Acorn. She watches that. Uh, I watch when I when I can get a chance. I'll watch Netflix because Netflix just perusing Netflix. But I, but uh, lately I've been a big fan of Disney Plus, like Moon Knight and the right, right. You know, um, Bubba, uh, Book Above Fett, Obi Wan. Well, it um, says Netflix is number one, followed yeah. by YouTube, Amazon Prime Video, and then Disney Plus. Oh, I love Amazon. I, I mean, I just I binge the boys. I love Amazon right. Prime too. So I guess I don't know. I don't have a favorite. Probably all of that. And stuff. And this is for the first time in in history, I guess, that oh. internet based streaming services have edged past cable TV services okay. as the top way that Americans are getting their video entertainment. So pretty um, impressive, I guess. Says platform streaming platforms, 34% of television viewing compared to 34.4% for cable. So yeah. it's just barely over it, but it's there. I'm not surprised. Where does porn fit in? <laughs> Where's that stat? Yeah, that's Where's a good that question. Stat? Yeah. All right, last, last story of the week, guys. You got to see this corpse flower blooming for the first time. It's pretty nice. amazing. A cannibal corpse. It was planted 17 years ago, mm. and uh, it finally bloomed at Washington State University. Ooh. It's named for its signature smell and is scientifically known as Titan Arum. The plant, named Titan Van Coog, was planted by Associate Professor of Molecular Biosciences Steve Sylvester back oh. in 2002. I work with the Steve Sylvester. That's oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, it could be this guy that planted this. Are you ready to see it? I'm ready. Okay, let's get it ready here. We'll have to describe it to our podcast listeners. Yeah, uh, okay, so... It's a massive phallic flower. Okay, so it looks like almost like an upside-down mushroom. It does. Uh, it does look like an upside-down mushroom. That's a good way to explain it. Looks okay. like something out of a guar video. All right, let's uh, get it ready for the viewers. Feed and a reminder for everybody listening, watch this live with us. You can watch the videos on demand. Twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly. Watch the videos so you can see what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah, um, you can go back and watch yeah, it later. Right. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it right it's on demand. Um, so let's let's do the uh, capture here. Display capture. Here we go. One second. Here we go. Here it is. The corpse flower blooming for the first time in 17 years. Wow. Look at how slow it blooms. Supposedly, it smells like a rotting corpse. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. So I heard they're going to have that at Slipknot's uh, festival. I know, right? They're going to have those plants all around it. Just a bunch of opening. Oh, and look. It really only like moves like maybe two See, inches. It smells like rotten flesh. Ugh, gross. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, why does it even bloom? Like, what's the purpose? I don't know. It's like nothing's pollinating it. Like I know. The, it looks creepy, weird. man. It looks like something off of a um, another planet or oh, something. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, pretty wild. Big time. All right. Well, that's it for us this week, guys. Uh, 
Of course, check us out online, rocknewsweekly.com, for all that good stuff every week. Uh, nine different platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter if you haven't yet. It's all the same, at Rock News Weekly. Like I said, the Twitch. Watch us live, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Um, and subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, I got to update that this week, so we're going to put up some new videos. Yo. I've been lagging on that a little bit, but I'll have them all up there so you can watch them all on demand. And if you're listening and you enjoyed our episode, please rate it in the podcast and the Apple uh, Google stores, however you guys are listening. We appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. All right. See you guys. Five stars, baby.